Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. A four-game homestand continues tonight with Anaheim in town. Ducks TV voice John Ollers would join us. And both teams with injury and health issues as play starts tonight. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, December 6th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. It's the Caps and the Ducks tonight at Capital One Arena, and the Capitals have been taking extra precautions since Saturday, trying to protect themselves as best they can from coronavirus. Nick Dow, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, both in protocol for the game Saturday against Columbus. The team as a whole tested before the game Saturday, and they've also reinstituted daily testing for players and travel staff, players and coaches, also back to wearing masks inside, doing everything they can to keep the virus at bay. Capitals back on the ice in the morning skate this morning at 1030, open for good health and negative tests across the board as we get going this morning. All the while, the Caps still the top team in the Metropolitan Division, 36 points. Only the Florida Panthers with 37 have more. It's the only appearance by the Anaheim Ducks this season at Capital One Arena tonight. And here to give us the scouting report on the team, their longtime television voice, John Ollers. A good morning to you, sir, and welcome to Caps This Morning. Good day, Johnny. You've been a television voice since 2002, and I will always know that because when you went from Tampa Bay to Anaheim and Dave Mishkin took your place in Tampa Bay, that's how I got hired in Hershey. So (laughs) you know that. Fans here do not know that. So uh, thank you for moving up and becoming the voice all those years ago because it worked out pretty good for me, too. Yeah, you know, I've, I have always admired and appreciated when guys are get the opportunity to make the move up from the minor leagues. We were all there once, and I was fortunate enough to get a chance in the NHL from the then IHL, the old International Hockey League. So I'm always happy for guys when I see the dominoes fall and guys get a chance to come up from the minors. And obviously, that was a good opportunity for you and Hershey, and it's turned into an even better opportunity for you here in Washington. Beginning of a five-game road trip for the Ducks tonight and not exactly coming in at 100%, John. More on that in a moment. But in third place right now, within striking distance of the top in the Pacific Division, got a hard-fought point against Calgary in the game on Friday night at Honda Center. Flames, one of the best teams in the league this season. This Anaheim team, and I thought it a few weeks ago, this is the most entertaining version of the Ducks we've seen in a bunch of years. This is a fun hockey team. Yeah, they've been a lot of fun to cover this season. We we were uh, remarking to ourselves uh, in our broadcast group early on when they weren't seeing the results. I think they started two, four, and three in their first nine games. So the results weren't there, but we chuckled to one another and said, you know, this is far more entertaining team to watch this season than they were a season ago when they were dead last in the league in scoring and had the uh, unfortunately historically bad power play that was below 9% when it was all said and done at the end of the season. So, and now the results have started to come. I get the feeling that uh, there's a collective around the rest of the NHL that maybe the league is waiting for the other shoe to drop and and maybe reality to set in a little more. But games like that one that you just referenced against Calgary, albeit a shootout loss, are games where they're getting points against good teams. And many of us who cover this team as well are pointing to the previous meeting this season between the Caps and the Ducks as maybe one of their signature wins of the season because it was an impressive win over a very good hockey team. 
The next time that the Capitals have their optimal, what they expected in training camp lineup this season will be the first time. Anaheim coming in with a few pieces missing as well. Now, Ryan Getzlaff for this one out with a leg injury. Sounds like there's some hope he may return at the end of this road trip. But now Adam Enrique gets injured Friday and he's not going to be available tonight. Some big pieces in the top six going to be out for the Ducks. Yeah, and, and you know, that's the reality in this league. You're 25 games in, you're, you're going to face these challenges. And the speed bump, if you will, Getzloff has been playing so well. So it's a real test for this group to play without him as they have for virtually the last three games now because he went out in the first period at Los Angeles on Wednesday. Excuse me, Tuesday. So, yeah, so it's virtually been three games that they haven't had him. Henriksa, he's more of a Swiss Army knife than I think a lot of people realize. He scores a lot of goals, but he wins a lot of face-offs. He's a centerman by trade, but he's been playing on the wing, and, and the Ducks are a little thin on left wing. So this is this is going to really test the depth of the organization to not have both of them. Head coach Dallas Higgins meeting the media yesterday here in D.C. said the Ducks going to recall a forward tonight from AHL San Diego for this one. So much like the Caps, Ducks leaning on some youth in this one tonight, but leaning on some speed too, especially that lineup would look like Ricard Raquel, Trevor Zegers, Sonny Milano, and in the absence of the aforementioned Getzlaff and Enrique, those guys definitely going to get leaned on a little bit more, but they're fast and the Caps will have to be able to contain that. Yeah, Zegers is a very entertaining player to watch. He's got puck skills for the entire night and beyond. He's so skilled with the puck, and and he's still learning his way around, but they're going to lean on him and give him more minutes. As you mentioned, it's been a situation, I think, that when the Ducks have been protecting leads, we haven't seen a lot of Trevor Zegers because there is a a risk-reward factor to his game some 45 games into his NHL experience, but I don't know that they can afford to do that too much anymore. You know, Troy Terry has lost two-thirds of his line, and he had such a great start to the season. It'll be very interesting to see how that line fills out. I know Sam Steele's been there the last couple of games in the absence of Getzloff, but they definitely want to keep him in the mix and continue to give him the minutes he's been getting because he's been so productive. But the pace that this team plays with is so much more noticeable than a season ago. And it's not just that Raquel Zegras Milano line that you mentioned. I think it's stylistically a difference from what we've seen. They, they move the puck so much quicker. They put it back in the offensive zone whenever they get turnovers in the neutral zone. It's not a D-to-D regroup type of team. They're just firing it right back in and going back after it. A little bit more on Zegras and just remembering how that game went down a few weeks ago in Orange County. Ends up with two goals, ends up getting the game winner. He's now got 19 points. I think a lot of fans around here may remember his exploits in the World Juniors where he was just (laughs) off the charts good and getting 18 points in seven games. And they had a lot of fun, too. And I know you did on your show having the picture of him as a kid on Long Island, standing next to a young Alex Ovechkin, someone he looked up to and now played against and came up with an OT game winner the last time. So there may be some more well-roundedness that may be needed in his game, but offensively, he's terrific. And he seemed to raise his game a little bit when Alex Ovechkin was on the other side. Yeah, he's got flair too, Johnny. He's a, you know... I mean, he does. He had a breakaway the other night against Vegas on Wednesday, and he he took a shot between his legs. I mean, you know, that's a shot that might come come in handy from time to time, but I don't know that you need it on a breakaway. And obviously, old guard people in the game are, are going to look at that and say, is that really necessary? But you, you just can't take that away from a player when they have those skills. You've, you've got to let them find their own way. I missed it at the time after he scored that game winner. 
I didn't see him chuck his stick into the crowd. He ended up getting a 10 minute misconduct for that at the end of the game after the game winner against the Capitals. So, you know, it's, it's a lesson to everyone in the rule book that you can't throw your equipment in the crowd. You're going to get a 10 minute misconduct regardless, but he's been so much fun to watch and he's so much fun to be around all the, you know, the veterans that are still here in Anaheim talk about the energy he brings into the room. And, you know, I was talking with him and Mason McTavish, the first round pick from last uh, July's draft that was here at the time when the Ducks played Washington last time. And I asked him, you know, have you guys had any aha moments yet? You know, I can't believe who I'm playing against. And McTavish said to me specifically, no, but he, he looked at me and he said, maybe tomorrow when I see Alexander Ovechkin. So I think there's an aha moment, definitely. And, and a raising of the game that comes when these young players get a chance to, to play the grade eight. You mentioned Troy Terry, and we talked about him quite a bit on our show a few weeks ago, too. And how could you not with the numbers that are just eye-popping? What's clicking for him, and where has his game gone to at this point now where he is maybe earlier on in his career? You know, he he's told us that he didn't do anything different in the offseason from a workout preparation standpoint, but he, he made an interesting comment. I think, you know, old guys like us forget this from time to time. He said, you know, I think my body was just ready to receive the weight work that I did better than it has been in years past. He's 24 years old. I remember having a conversation with Hampus Lindholm years ago, and I was commenting to him that he looked bigger when he came back to camp. And, and he said to me, I think I just grew. And I had to take a step back and realize, yeah, he's 21 years old. That still happens for you guys at this age. You know, we grow in a different way at the <laughs> stage we are in our lives. But, you know, Troy Terry was always, always had great puck skills. But he, you know, everybody thought he needed to get bigger and stronger. And, and he did. And this year he is stronger. The puck skills haven't gone anywhere. His ability to hang on to pucks, not be knocked off pucks, I think is, is very enhanced. And probably his willingness to try things uh, in one-on-one -on -one plays against defenders has always been there. But we're seeing him have more success because of it. Well, John, this has all the earmarks of a fun one tonight, the second and final meeting of the year between the Caps and the Ducks. Thanks for getting up with us this morning here on Caps This Morning. Always my pleasure. Great to talk with you. All right, that's your Monday edition of Caps This Morning. Tonight, Caps Ducks at 7 o'clock, Network Airtime at 6.45, your extended pregame show exclusively here on Caps Radio 24-7, starting at 4 o'clock with Ben. Have a great Monday, everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.